The feminine frequency is flowing in constantly. I'm going to start. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the frequency. I'm so excited because this is my first time having a guest on the show. And it's one of my dearest friends, like blast from the past, kind of, but also <laughs> it's like when you reconnect with a friend and everything just picks up where it left off. Um, so Taylor Carr is joining us. Yay. <laughs> she's here. She's a powerhouse leader for the divine feminine and holds like epic containers for women to heal and also for a voice for the men as well. Um, so I want to introduce her. I love her so much. <laughs> We've been chatting for a few hours and we're like, okay, just got to hit play. Just got to go. Just got to get it out there. <laughs> There's so much magic coming through, yeah. you know. Um, thank you so much for having me. And not just like having me on your podcast, but having me in your home. So we haven't seen each other in five years, maybe. Uh, has it but been five years? Maybe. And we like... Mystic Journey. Can, mystic Journey. Mystic Journey days. Mystic Journey days. <laughs> we were oh crystal slangers. <laughs> <laughs> we slang crystals. Oh my gosh. Um, and yeah, we just continue to follow each other on Instagram. We would yeah. check in from time to time. And you, you had your life and your ruptures. And I had my life and my ruptures and just so much has happened and then yeah. randomly I saw you posting about grief and I was like I need to reach out and yeah. so we've reconnected and now I here I am in San Diego <laughs> sitting across from you in your dining room <laughs> like what is this I know I'm just I'm so excited that you're here and um it's just it means so much because we've been talking about this so that's why we're like hitting play but I've been really calling in women um, that are my soul family that are really here to support me because I've had such a falling out with with women and this like weird interchange. Um, and I feel like that's starting to shift because the women now coming into my life are so aligned. They're so divine, like so in their sovereignty and in their integrity and in their own union with their selves. So... I'm just so excited, and I just love this bit. <laughs> okay, well, I had, like, chills in my body until that last moment, and now I'm just turned on. Um, <laughs> You're getting warm. I'm getting warm. Clothes are coming off. <laughs> this is this type of podcast. We're getting really intimate. Getting turned back <laughs> on. It was, like, um, early 2000s. Oh my god, yeah, let's bring X Tina back. Yeah. Stripped. <laughs> but, okay. but I got chills because I'm excited about this conversation because we are in this world where we're doing this work where we're like the divine feminine is rising and mm -hmm. women are supporting women. And then there's this mirror on the other side of it that's like, are women really supporting women? Are we actually evolved enough to handle that yet? Yeah. What is it that is creating this push and pull energy you know like why are there still women going after men that have partners why are there still women tearing each other down so it, it is this interesting polarity that we're you know that we're diving into um but yes same I was calling in women I'm yeah. in my own rupture and I'm like who needs to be in my life right now and then there you were and I was like oh my god okay this makes so much sense and like coming to find out that you moved you know, two hours from where I live, but in my hometown, which is just so cool. I know. It's so special. Yeah. It's so special. And when you reached out online, um, I just felt so seen. Um, and I felt like, okay, what the work I'm doing and what I'm really moving through with grief, with my emotions, with my feminine, um, it's being seen and it's being understood and other people are like connecting to it. And so it just felt so good to like hear from you. Um, cause I do remember when we met, um, 
you know, at Mystic Journey. That seems like such a long time ago. Yes, it was. Oh my gosh. I mean, for everyone who's listening, Mystic Journey is a spiritual bookstore. It's like magic. It's like Harry Potter of land. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. you have readers and giant, beautiful crystals and all these magical books and, and all the things to help you with your spirituality. So, um, not selling the place. Like, this, is not, this is not that kind of vibe. But it was a magical place where we met and um, I was really diving further into like who I was, my spirituality, what that was showing up for me in my life like. So um, it's just a nice full circle. I feel because when I was there, I mean, it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. So much has happened in the last five years. I mean, oh my gosh, we look different. Yeah. Yeah. We look different in We're a good older way, and, and wiser and more beautiful mm-hmm. and more grounded in who we are. Yeah, yeah. And the journey, um, you know, there's a few things that I want to chat about, and it's the journey of our feminine and how there is a like a whole season that happens with our feminine, right? We go through grief often, actually. And I do see a lot of, like the women that I work with, a lot of women who suppress that part because they just want to keep peaking. Um, it There's never a grieving period. So if grief does happen with like a sudden loss or a death, then it's like so intense mm-hmm. because we're not allowing ourselves to grieve the parts of us that die monthly um, and also with our growth. So there's so much there. Um, and also just to talk about women supporting each other in in such an elevated state where it's not so much preaching about it, it's just you're doing it. Yeah. You're simply just showing up and you're doing it. And um, you can really know how a woman is showing up in her feminine by the space she holds for other women. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so beautiful to see that and, and to be in those containers. So, um, I don't know. Let's just like dive in. Where do we even begin? But yeah, yeah if there's, um, anything you want to share about just your journey with the grieving cycles, maybe you, you've noticed that maybe you really haven't, but just like what happens, like in a month with just your body, your emotions, the processes around that. Um, Cause we're pretty in tune with our cycles and um, with just our emotions. So if anything, yeah. 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 I mean, I think that we go through death and rebirth cycles at all different levels yeah. you know, every month. Sometimes it's more intense. Sometimes it's not, you know, we are such cyclical beings, mm. you know, we, we can say that the stars don't affect us, but mm. they do, you know, like there are just certain times when your chart is lit up and certain times that it's not and you're going through maybe your autumn season or your summer season or your winter season and, yeah. and you're going through these different seasons and it's easier to repress and not feel. And it, it's so interesting because feeling is literally like the reason that we incarnate on this planet is to feel the human experience and yet it's so normalized to disconnect from feeling like mm. I should just feel good all the time I should just be happy all the time and there is no normalization of this because you don't want to be the heavy person and then yeah. people don't want to hang out with you and you've offended people and so you learn how to sort of put on this mask this facade of who you think you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. and something I've been working really diligently with my clients on while I'm currently in a grieving period and I'm very honest with them about it is you know if you want to be a leader on this planet Mm -hmm. which most people who are even probably listening to this podcast do because you know you don't do this work if you don't want to change the world in your way and leave some sort of mark on the world in a beautiful way but it's it's about the duality it's about being able to hold both you know, so I, I can tell my clients, or I do mm-hmm. tell my clients, I am a mess. Uh, my life is on fire. I, I am breaking open so deeply, mm-hmm. and I'm a masterpiece, and I'm art, and I'm power, and I'm leadership, and I'm all of it because the feminine is multidimensional. We are not this like one paneled object of like, yeah. oh, I'm sexy, or I'm emotional, or I'm a bitch, or I'm all <laughs> these things, right? It's like, I am simultaneously all. Mm. So I do get to be on fire 
and I do get to be on fire mm. and it does get to be all of it so so one of the things that I just I just love it so much is even the visual of holding both holding mm. it all holding the space for every piece of you yeah. because the deeper you allow yourself to feel the deeper you allow in love the deeper you allow in pleasure the deeper you allow in money and wealth and success mm. and in the way that you actually want it not the way that you were told to want it Yes, that was like such. Those were like such nuggets. Like, are you listening? Um, Rewind. Can you can you share a little bit about what you do with your clients? Like, yeah, tell us more about that. <laughs> yeah, so I help women uh, tap into what I call the feminine model of success, mm. and this means completely burning down masculine. You know, do do do, go 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 models and really landing in and how you be mm. you know so it really is about leadership it is about pleasure it is about love it is about becoming whole as a woman mm. it's you know like there's different pillars there's leadership there's your sexuality and sensuality and healing that energy there's your divine feminine your divine mm. masculine there's your relationship with money and working and there's your relationship with energy and the divine mm. and there's the relationship with the three-dimensional reality as well because it does have to be all of it you know, like I've done the, the spiritual trainings where I'm in the 5D and I'm like, ooh, we're up here doing our dance. But I've become completely disconnected from my humanity. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how can I be really human and really messy and be divine at the same time and create success in a way that works for me? Mm. And especially after the pandemic, I'm like, I think a lot of people woke up and were like, what is this white picket fence dream? This was never mine to begin with. Yeah, I feel a lot of people had that wake-up call. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was that was meant to happen. Yeah, to really shake shake all of us up um, from any of our dreams. I mean, my Venus is in Pisces, so I'm constantly mm-hmm. in rom- romanticizing everything <laughs> in my life. Um, but I really love the um, the wording you were using to to talk about your work and how you're supporting the wholeness of women um that's just it's just so needed mm-hmm. um we need more people like you doing that work to have women continue to rise because it's a constant journey it's not like okay i'm done i did the course and now mm-hmm. i'm i've risen it's done yeah we think we do it and then like a year later we're like i already healed this once what's happening here what's going on suddenly oh my god what's going on here oh my inner child hurts yeah it's just like a constant you're like constantly rising yeah um and evolving and yeah and like my biggest thing lately has been like oh i've become so much now how do i unbecome you know like the unbecoming chapter of my life is is simultaneously the most painful thing as well as the most beautiful. Like I'm looking back on, let's say 2019 Mm. and I was a hostess at a restaurant and I was not making as much money as I make now. And I was not serving as many people, but there was a freeness, freeness. Is that a word? There was a a freeness to me. (laughs) Like I just, I was playful and Mm. so joyful and I loved life and every bit of it. And pandemic came and then I started a, a company and it was like, I, I found myself teaching women how to create success like a woman. And then I was like, I can't leave the house because I got to stay here and work because I don't have enough clients because I got to get clients. Like the programming mm. was so deep that, you know, going into this year and just having my entire life rupture in front of me, I was like, okay, who have I become and mm. how do I unbecome to come back to who I was always meant to be? Yeah. The unbecoming is such a powerful part of the becoming process totally it's like this like beautiful yin and yang it's masculine and feminine it's in everything it's like I continue to become as I undo everything that I thought that I was Mm -hmm. supposed to know and learn and be yeah wow I I mean 2019 we've been talking about that I mean so (laughs) much happened that year for both of us Mm -hmm. and for everyone else too um it's like pre-pandemic and um I feel for the feminine to understand, like for the women listening, what like rupture is. Mm-hmm. I feel like there can be some fear around that mm-hmm. of like even like feeling like yeah. what rupture could be in your life. Um, so I want to talk more about that actually. Yeah. <laughs> I just got chills all over my body because <laughs> the visual that comes in is so intense. You know, like nobody wants their life to rupture. 
nobody wants things to fall apart or mm -hmm. relationships to end or to lose a home or you know whatever it is that we do deal with in the three-dimensional reality yeah um and it takes a lot of strength and courage and emotional maturity and intelligence to go okay yes this is happening and my faith in the universe and my surrender into into this process mm. like the the deep unconditional knowing that everything has is happening for me no matter how bad it hurts like that is the feminine masterpiece mm. like the feminine is chaos the feminine is destruction as much as she is soft and sensual yeah. you know and if I just pretended like my life is just continuously supposed to be like private jet planes to Napa you know there's no texture in that experience mm -hmm. and the more that I rupture and the more that I experience the more art that I'm creating the more life's lives I'm impacting <laughs> the more the more love that I create and in my business I tell my clients the center of everything is love mm. so if you want more money come back to love if you want more success come back to love if you want better sex come back to love mm. it's always love in a world that tells you to close your heart and go make money yeah and not rupture and not rupture be fine take mm -hmm. the pills feel numb feel nothing go be a worker bee and uh see you on the other side yeah I'll see you next tuesday <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so many things there <laughs> see you next tuesday, see you next tuesday. chocolate sitting between us if anyone wanted to know that yeah there i was like do i rustle this paper there's cashew butter with <laughs> raspberry inside that's just fire and then um i don't even know what those are sun sun cups sun cups there's sun, sun butter cups, cups. <laughs> we have cards we didn't even like choose a card should we choose a card I for this yeah for I, this, um... I blessed it now you choose it okay <laughs> I'll choose a card for this podcast, like yes. for the listeners of this podcast. We have yeah. Larmar here. We have um, the SO here as well. We're like holding it down, Spirit Optimizer. Oh, what's this card? Ascended Masters. You are with Ascended Masters right now. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. We got Ascended Masters. Ascended Masters. Ascended Masters. That was needed. <laughs> Our angels are like, yeah. We're like, okay. see you next Tuesday, Ascended Masters. And we invite them into the space. Pleasure. <laughs> We're dripping wet. No, just... uh, but like, look at this. Like, even the texture of this podcast episode, right? It's like singing and playful and funny mm -hmm. and giggling and re referring to ex Tina and grief and the really heavy yes. topics and success and money. And mm -hmm. it's, it's all of it. It's multidimensional. It's, Yes. It's all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm like here for all of that. <laughs> I don't know how else not to be that way. Right. You know, it's just. Once it, you see it, you yeah, can't unsee it. You can't unsee it. Mm -hmm. So many things come to my mind. Oh my God. Bring it. Let's go. No, I don't. <laughs> we were talking about, we can't share this, but we were talking about <laughs> sexual things. <laughs> I just can't. No, we can't yeah, talk we can't talk that. about that. I just we can't go there, but my mind was going somewhere else. Okay, so we're gonna bring it back. <laughs> Can we talk sure. about this? Because this has been the thing that you've been blowing mm. my mind with today is the Lilith cross, dark Lilith energy in, in the wing. Oh. Like, can we just talk about this? Shit. Because because you and I have this in common, and there mm. are other women who feel this way. It's like my entire being, my entire essence triggers women mm -hmm. and men mm -hmm. it upsets them and they create this very reflective narrative that has nothing to do with me and it happens once and you're like damn and it happens twice and you're like shit and it happens three times and you're like something's wrong with me yeah so just to give a little more background um i feel um i can't speak for all women but women that i know including myself and you uh, we've experienced just a lot of harshness around other females that are friends, um, that are either clients or coworkers or just females in general, um, even with my own, you know, mother and sister, where there's just a level of harshness there where it's, it's the wounded feminine, but it's deeper than that. And, um, 
<laughs> to go into now we're gonna go into the fab d so we're gonna leave earth right now <laughs> leaving earth leaving earth leaving earth um, going, going into my world um I was mentioning to Taylor because she was sharing these stories of just, you know, past friendships she's had that really left her feeling like, hey, what what am I doing to cause this? Am I a bad person? Like, also, questioning. Like, what just happened? Yeah. Like, so confused. Mm-hmm. Feeling confused. And so when, if you are experiencing, you know, conflict with other women, drama with other women to the point where it's confusing you, where you're starting to question yourself. Um, It could maybe be getting really out of hand, violent, um, abusive, verbally abusive. It's such a sign to not only let that whole situation be and released to the past and move forward and just like not ask the questions why and understand the pieces there, but there's something larger that's happening with the feminine that has been hunted and attacked um, for lifetimes. And our power has been, you know, <laughs> suppressed. And, you know, we're, we're all experiencing this on, on any level. Um, and also our light has been continuously asked to be dimmed or just actually dimmed. So... I was referring to this energy that comes in from other women attacking other women um, that see either purity or innocence um, or just unconditional love or divine mother in another woman. And they're so triggered by this. They're so angry because maybe they haven't looked at their own stuff. They haven't looked at their own mother wounding or their own reparenting of their own inner child. And she's still hurting. Um, that this Lilith energy and it's very, very dark mother energy that is out there that attacks the feminine, the left side. So if you have any, like it could show up as any pain in the body. It could show up as anything on the left side that's affecting you. It could be physically. It could just be, you knowing there's something there energetically, um, you know, we're all intuitive to a certain degree. So you can tap in, you can tune in um, and just notice if there's something there in your field um, that you feel is off, there is, you know, there has been an attack on that side of, of not only the female body, but the feminine energy. Um, and I see this in men as well, too. It's just a different, it's a different aspect. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of intense, you know, because <laughs> don't really go talking about this every day. And um, it's definitely an energetic clearing and a release that has to occur um, to emancipate that woman from that enslavement. Because it's, it's a type of enslavement that occurs um, and it holds back from, you know, if we want to tie it into a woman going through her rupture because she's unable to even go to that place of feeling and understanding like it's safe to break and be a mess and to be in grief um, and to know that she will rise and be okay. Um, But if you're constantly in this loop and it's just so chaotic and it's so toxic to the point where you're getting sick maybe or um, your animal's getting sick or you're noticing like things are off, um, that's a sign that there is that energy that is feeding and it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I share this with a lot of reverence um, because I do, I, I see everything. Um, I see the light, I see the dark. I, I work with a lot of spirits. And so explaining this to people is often a challenge because people just like, if we say aliens, like we have already an image and like a a feeling around that. And so if I explain this, it can invoke a lot of fear of like, oh my God, like, you know, and we can have our own processes that come up, our own ego that wants to look for this or like to make this something and make it make sense. And sometimes it's just, when I work with the spirit world often, like it doesn't have to make sense. It's just, it is, 
and like it served a purpose like I recently with a client we cleared this off of her um and she literally like I will I'll share like a little bit I don't want to go too in depth into her own healing but for example there was one day she was very triggered by me she's super triggered by me she's like you're not responding you're not hearing me um I don't feel like you know she was just it was she was having a day and I was just letting her you know respond to me and and write to me and I was holding space for her and just acknowledging her her emotions and validating her emotions and allowing her to feel safe to express whatever she felt um I did a healing activation on her specifically for that around that and literally the next day it was like I was talking to a different person she was like saying the words I love you (laughs) which haven't even come out of her mouth like um and she was also understanding you know why she's been in a certain way and she even told me it was such confirmation um that it was her she was ready like it was her initiation she had paid her dues like she worded it that way that now she's able to finally release that and it was almost like a like a it was like a death um of releasing that like cape off of her where it had served her for many lifetimes because she's you know like all of us we've done good things we've done bad things and what she was releasing was abusing her power for doing bad things um so it was just so interesting to see her shift because I was kind of like okay um where is this gonna go <laughs> like I've you know I've never had um, a client really like lay into me that way and that's when I knew okay I see what's happening here because I've experienced this so many times in my life to get to this place of wisdom where I can hold this for her and not feel triggered because I see where it's coming from um so I was just able to hold that for her and be in divine mother energy and just be like, no, this is totally okay and you're safe. And what was helpful for her and what she reflected was her feeling safe enough to be in her anger, to be in her rage at me and for me to just hold that and not react. And I think for a lot of women, I work with a lot of women, um, they don't feel safe in their anger. They don't feel safe in their grief. They don't feel safe with expressing their emotion because something in the past you know it's like I always hear that well in the past like you know either my mom would do this or my boyfriend tells me to just like go in the bathroom and cry and not show my emotions and I'm just like okay like we need to address this women need to feel and we need to like make it safe for women to feel and to understand holding space for women um you really got to do your own inner work so you're not triggered you know so you can get to the place where um you're allowing her to to meet you to sit at the seat you're sitting at the level you're at right because when a woman is in that place she's in that power struggle she sees you're maybe you're higher than her or like you have more or something like there's that hierarchy that she's still in but if you're holding space like taylor and i like we're like come sit next to us like there's no hierarchy here no one's better than no one's greater than like i know nothing (laughs) like i'm a student so that's a really powerful place to invite women to if you're looking to hold space or do any type of healing work you really got to do your own inner work around that and to understand that the feminine she needs to be held in all of her all of her facets so Mm yeah it's so funny you know like the beginning portion of that conversation i immediately felt like drained like exhausted because i'm bringing a new level of awareness of like what this energy is into my body and um and like this you know i i love personal responsibility it's like my favorite thing like i will always check myself first and be like okay what's what's off what's happening mm-hmm. how am i feeling how am i responding who am i being and I'm so happy to be the bad guy. Like, if I'm wrong, I will be like, I'm wrong. I'm so wrong, and I apologize, and I'll, you know, like, I, I'm okay with that. Mm. Um, so that's a really beautiful part of, like, when you're checking in with yourself, and you're like, which woman am I here? Because sometimes we are in the wrong. Sometimes we did do something wrong, and we do mm. need to check that as well. Like, there is no spiritual bypassing on that. We cannot just be like, it's other women doing women things, but, like, we're being a bitch. 
like that happens, you yeah. know? Um, mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, I love the like checking in with yourself and seeing like, are, are, are you the triggered woman? Are you the one who's doing that? And it's, it's all the same work. Mm-hmm. The, the same work of am I the triggered woman is the same work of how do I stand in my sovereignty and like continue to love and support women no matter how they treat me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like this beautiful, like I just see a circle. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I love I love the circle. <laughs> I love the circle. I love the circle. It's very feminine too because it just it moves is. in a in a flow where it's masculine has glowing. its edges. Yeah. yeah. Little triangles coming in. No, we got the circles. Yeah. The soft edges. Mhm. Yeah. We've talked about so many things today and my brain is like it's I'm going so many places now cuz I'm like, oh, we talked about this and like this over here and this is so valuable and this is so important. And one of the things that we we were talking about was um, like the feminine's struggle at this time to feel safe mm-hmm. with the masculine, mm-hmm. and the masculine struggle at this time to to um, like see how to make the feminine safe. Yeah. And I really want to get into that conversation mm-hmm. because it affects all of us. Let's go. Okay, we're going. (laughs) Dear masculine lover, hey, it's me, Taylor. Let's have a conversation. Um, XOXO. XOXO. (laughs) This is Gossip Girl. This is Gossip Girl, exactly. Um, Or like, dear God, it's me, Margaret. Um, (laughs) Is that how it's me, Margaret? Is that right? I think so. The Judy Bloom book? Yeah. Like your first period book, right? Your first period book? Y'all know this? Yeah, Yeah, Judy Bloom. Um, so yeah, so first I want to, I guess, just dive into this conversation in the way where I say the divine masculine is one of like, it's just, just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen when it's in its entirety, when it's in its bloom, essentially, Mm. which bloom is a very feminine word to use. But, um, but unfortunately at this time, I feel like because of everything that we just went through as a collective pandemic and social justice movements and me too and all of these things we're all walking around on the defense Mm. we're all walking around like i just want to be loved while simultaneously stay away from me Mm -hmm. um and it just adds a lot of confusion to the equation so i have a lot of empathy and compassion for the masculine right now because they're confused my own inner masculine is Mm -hmm. confused of like where am i even safe to show this piece of me um, and I, and I have a lot of compassion for that. As I said, you know, like I can't imagine what it's like to live generations. Like you have these cells that have been moving through generations through your lineage of always doing something a certain way, like yeah. the masculine, or we say specifically men, right? Like mm-hmm. they always got to do whatever they wanted. And we have our own programming as well as women of, we do what is conditioned to to work for them. Everything in our society is programmed to work for men. Yep. And not for women, which is why I talk about the feminine success model because the the masculine success model is what we've built. We've only seen that work. We haven't seen that many feminine women get successful. We've seen like you go to work, you work really hard and you climb that ladder, but that has everything to do with a man's 24 hour cycle. Yeah. Women have 28 day cycles and we're supposed to move in that in that way and we just don't. Um, but anyway, circling back, what, I guess I'll just ask you, like, what would you tell the masculine right now if you could really speak to them and they were really open to hearing it? Mm. Well, I'm just going to clarify masculine being the masculine energy, mm-hmm. not men, not men, masculine energy, masculine energy. So, um, I was really lucky to have like such a divine father who held such sacred masculine, divine masculine codes and templates in his being. Um, mm. And also my, my older brother, Jean Boer, like such divine masculine men. And um, the masculine energy right now is shifting it's going it's going through its own empowerment movement just like women's empowerment Mm -hmm. that happened around 2019 right yeah we move fast bitches so (laughs) wake up bitches we're going shopping (laughs) um and i feel like the the masculine like call it an evolution is going to be really fast 
I'm opening this chocolate. Open the chocolate. Ooh, <laughs> yum. Everyone, listen. No, I mean, we're talking about the masculine. What I figured is it called? I'd give like myself... ASMR or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. That's my call for my cat. Anyways, we're going to go back to the masculine. <laughs> so to the masculine energy, so something about me that um, that I know, and that's why I can speak to it so well, and I feel like that's why you're asking me this question, is I hold a divine masculine template, and that's why I can hold space for women and, and be that container um, because I have very masculine energy even though I'm very feminine. It's very like it's very interesting how you're, how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but those templates that are coming in, there is um, a flushing out of the current system because even the the masculine society that was set up is under a false masculine template. Like that template is not actually even masculine. It's actually very toxic to all beings, yeah. men and women. Um, and so the masculine energy is is really going through such a rebirth because there is no figure, like there is no role model. Just like for divine feminine, there is no role model. Like what does that look like? What does that feel like? And actually it looks and feels different for everyone. And that's what I feel like when source comes through me and I channel, it's different for everyone. And that's actually... The goal is for you to embody that on your own and to understand what that means for you in its fullest expression because you have your own unique codes and templates and activations that you are carrying in your frequency. And and that is so beautiful in its own uniqueness, right? Um, it's not making yourself a copy of someone else. And like, I love all the, the slides online that are like, this is what divine masculine is and this is what divine feminine is. I love those guidelines, but it's not so rigid. It's not concrete. It's not because actually the masculine is way more emotional and feminine feeling than the feminine. The feminine is way more masculine. Like it's actually swapped. Mm -hmm. Like it's actually swapped. That's interesting. Yes. It's so, it's, yeah, that's, that's my experience and my interpretation of that. Um, but that's how I, I, I see it and I feel it. And, and most men, even that I hold space for are so emotional. They're so in like into their feelings and they don't know how to express that. Um, but like, if you look at now we're talking about men, men and women, men are very emotional and they're very sensitive beings. Like, and if you compare that to like a woman, a woman can be very fierce mm-hmm. and very strong and stern and, and, and very opposite. And so that's where the contrast when I speak of the masculine energy is actually way more feminine um, mm-hmm. in its feeling and its approach because the feminine is the leader. She mm-hmm. is the the space holder. Absolutely. So I, I feel Our like society kind of mixed it up. <laughs> it mixed it up big time. Yeah, there's definitely like a physiological thing here too. Back into the three D. There's yeah. like a physiological thing happening here too, where women have been allowed to be emotional, even though we've been shamed for it. Mm-hmm. We've still been allowed to be. So we are more processed beings. Whereas like, I don't know if the masculine or I guess we're talking about men at this point, mm-hmm. if men were actually allowed to, f- to feel their emotions and not be made fun of or called whatever names, would they be more processed beings? And would they not feel as much like a water fountain that's been plugged for thousands of years? You know, yeah. like what would that actually look like if we were all just expressed in our, in our innate multidimensionality, the word I keep using, but mm-hmm. like what would that even look like? how powerful would we be if it's like my softness is strength and my ferocity is strength and mm-hmm. and I often think of you know these two energies of like the feminine being the leader and the masculine being the warrior that protects the leader mm-hmm. and I think we're missing a lot of that I think yeah. that women are still feeling like well feminine stays home mm-hmm. and takes care of the children and though there's like a physiological reason for that women have skills to raise families and run tribes and be the leaders and do it all, which is why we burn out when we're just cooking and cleaning and and kids and and being the lover and the wife and all (laughs) the things because we have that capacity to lead. Yeah. 
and and that's where it's meant to go and the masculine is meant to protect us while we lead and i think that that's what all of our souls are yearning for and mm-hmm. we're just we haven't quite figured it out yet but i mean that's why we're here having this conversation today yeah. because we have yeah uh, like when you speak of that i envision um like the amazon women totally they like, had it yeah they totally had it um and it's really interesting because for for men who are listening to this, it's 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 not so much more like be more in your masculine or feminine. It's like find your own union. Yes. Because that's what I work with and that's what I help people find is their divine union within themselves. Um, and that can also, you know, attract your your divine union, which is way different than your soulmate or your twin flame. And I feel like that's another conversation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different podcast. That's a different one. <laughs> Swim flame, exit, stage left. Yeah. Bye, bitch. Bye. Oh, oh my We're gosh. We're not doing this anymore. No, no more. You're out. You're twin out. Twin are out. Cosmic twins are in. Okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's the masculine energy is really going through a huge shift. I saw it in my last relationship and, um, it's um it's finding you know for women listening it's finding that softness within you and also the courage for yourself to rise and lead um through this journey because everyone is going through their own masculine healing um and understanding what that is and for everyone it's different it's you know if you have abandonment wounds if you have father wounds um anything that's uh, still sticky in your past from your family and and how you were raised and brought up, um, those imprints can stay for a while and those codes as well. And, you know, part of the process of healing is to unplug from all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can find out who you truly are and that free being that is inside of you. Um, Because that is part of, my vision is to literally emancipate and free people like completely because we're all slaves right now like honestly we're we're enslaved to the system we're enslaved to our society and the media the media hello (laughs) (laughs) and these old systems um that were still that are still so heavily imprinted i mean from I even saw it in my last relationship. My we were talking about this going from codependent to not codependent. It's just like that balance because your programs click in that mm-hmm. are in your DNA, right? And so we have to go into the DNA and shift that and heal that um, and align with something completely new that you are discovering within you. So yeah there's just there's so much much. there's so much there I I think that when we're in like even when we're in fantastic relationships and we're happy and like we're together for a long time Mm. because we're cyclical beings if we don't continue to deepen the relationship if we don't continue to do the work deepen the love grow together work on the intimacy and we just kind of plateau and leave it there what happens is everyone feels unsafe and then we Mm -hmm. fall back into our old habits so you might enter a relationship feeling really whole and it's amazing and you're doing the work and it's amazing and then there's a moment where everything sort of stands still Mm. and then you find yourself being the person you were five years ago with this one bad habit that you swore you got rid of and you don't know why it came back but it's because we're not nourishing each other still we have this idea in our society it's like okay well we court and we date and then mm-hmm. it gets serious and then it's the old ball and chain and the, the man just wants the freedom or the masculine wants the freedom mm-hmm. and the feminine is like but be, be with me I can't oh where is he oh my god you know and then the men or, or the men I keep saying men because the men are on my mind but the masculine is like trying to break free of this and the feminine is trying to hold it mm-hmm. and but but the thing is is that to do this divine dance to do the cosmic dance in union you have to continue to nurture and grow and nourish and go deeper and deeper always and there's always more to uncover like one of the things that i i tell my clients who are in my love and relationships program i tell them like you want to meet your most divine self you want to propel yourself to the next level of mm-hmm. you. You want to quantum leap into a new reality. 
find you a conscious relationship. Not that anyone needs one, but when you are in a truly conscious relationship, there's nowhere to hide. You cannot hide yourself. You will have to go into the deepest initiations of who you are, and it does get messy. And like I said in the beginning, it's also a masterpiece. Mm. There's two things I want to touch upon. I want to circle that back to, as you said so eloquently, like as you go deeper and deeper in your relationship, that also helps the woman in her rupture state where she's continuously held and she's safe to rupture and to renew herself and to find herself again. I mean, that process is so important because, you know, we are very much like mother nature. We, we have those seasons. We are the garden. We are the flower in the garden that dies and blooms back up and, changes shape and you know now she's smelling different like it's so (laughs) it's so important for that um that process um and so I also want to ask you what does a conscious relationship mean to you to me yes to you so I have had the honor and the pleasure of having one of those for the last three years and you know it wasn't that he was this is this spiritual being who's done all of this healing it wasn't that at all the attraction initially was was just a good person like you could just feel this was a good fun excited interesting sexy playful talented human and and i really loved that like from the moment we met it was like i can't breathe suddenly all the oxygen has left the room and it's all you like you are the oxygen and and he felt it too he went home the day we met and told his roommate, I think I just met my, my girlfriend. Um, and that's very rare. And the thing that I think made our union so conscious and divine mm-hmm. was the amount of communication that we had that was always rooted in love. Mm-hmm. There, we, we did our best to never judge each other we have done our best to always hold each other in a very powerful light. Like you are powerful and I am powerful on my own and we are very powerful together. Mm. So there's no pointing fingers of you did this and you should have been more this. There was no trying to change each other, you know, and things came up, it was always, Hey, I noticed this and, or I'll give you a very uh, clear example of this. I remember I sat down on the bed with him one day and I was like, so I just want to let you know that when you said this one thing, it really triggered me. And that has nothing to do with you and everything to do with my past relationship. And I'm working through it on my own. But I just wanted to let you know um, that that's what I'm feeling. And he would not, not like a spiritual conscious man was like, thank you for telling me. I really appreciate it and I will do better. And mm-hmm. it's just those little moments that always bring you closer. So the communication, the attraction, like continuing to keep the passion and the fire alive, mm. um, playfulness, you know, like in my feminine way, I would easily spiral. And he has always had the most incredible way of playfully poking at me in that spiral to bring me back up for air when I couldn't breathe. Mm. More oxygen, right? <laughs> um, and even in this time where we are learning and, and deepening into what our container will look like moving forward, which will be different than the container that we had before, mm. um, even that, though there is just an unimaginable amount of grief, it is, it is feeling like my life's most beautiful work because... Mm. It is the amount of unconditional love that says, I want you to be the best you. I want you to be the happiest you. I want you to be the wholest you. Mm. And the moment that we start putting our happiness on each other and not taking responsibility for it out of plateauing and old mm. cycles, um, you stop painting. Mm-hmm. And, I, and we wanted to pick up the paintbrush again. Mm. I love that. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm melting. There's so many things. <laughs> Excuse us while we cry. We're gonna cry now. Uh, so we've done all the emotions. <laughs> we haven't done anger yet. We'll get there. I'm gonna rage it out. Yeah. We got ten minutes left. Let's go. No, um I love I love that you mentioned container because this has been like a, I mean, a subject. 
Um, and I want to know more about what you feel about relationship containers. Okay. <laughs> this is a newer concept for me as well. Yeah. But every everything that we create is held in a container. Mm-hmm. You have containers with your clients, with your lovers, with your friends. We had a container in the past yeah. that did die and a new one is being created and both were rooted in love and the mm-hmm. love has evolved. It's changed. And we've evolved and changed and and we take the love with us, right? So yeah. in our in our intimate relationships Sometimes we create containers, and let's use the example of being a 23-year-old entering a container. Mm. And then years go by, and you're 26, and you are not the same person anymore, and you kind of need to figure out what that means. And the container shifts and changes, and it isn't always where it began. Like, you might find that plateau, or something's different, or something's off, and when you start to get into cycles and patterns that are not the best you Mm. are not what you want to be bringing to the table do not fulfill you or uplift you or expand you by any means and you cannot find your way out of it the container has to die Mm. and that doesn't necessarily mean that that's like a breakup forever or like i'm just gonna set fire to everything it's not about that it's more about the evolution of who we are as people. Mm. So everything is held in a container and the container shifts and moves and changes. And sometimes it's for the best and sometimes it's not. And to have the awareness and the emotional intelligence to go, okay, this container has shifted in a way that Mm. needs to stop. You figure out your own way to end that container and your own way to create a new one, whether it's with that person or with a different person and who knows, you know, who knows what that looks like, but going back to the place of having unwavering trust that Mm. everything is working in your favor. But the thing is, is when we hold on to containers, I learned this lesson young actually, Mm. because I watched it happen to my mother. When we hold on to containers, let's say that we're only meant to be two or three years. Um, but we're too scared to let them go for fear of, you know, being alone or whatever it is, not being good enough. Mm. Um, and you let that container rage on for another five, 10, 15, 20 years. Well, it becomes very toxic because it's not the same love you were supposed to let go so that everything could heal and be okay. Like I think about my last relationship years ago, mm-hmm. I could not let him go and he could not let me go. And we broke up like, God, like so many times over the span of a year and the same relationship I had before that too. It was like, I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate mm. you. It's back and forth. And you, there are moments when you have to let go and we make it such an attachment thing we, we, we stir up so much drama mm. and we don't need that like what if we let go of a container with absolute love so that everybody involved had the best chance in the future mm. I love that wisdom pouring out of you um, would you say that a container is kind of like a season hmm. I feel like for me just the visual that because I'm so visual um I feel like it could be a season yeah, in a way. I could see the parallel there where for sure. It's like knowing when the container needs to perish. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I'm, you know, like I'm still such a romantic in the way that I, I really do still believe that two people who are an incredible partnership and, and friendship and intimacy and all of it, checking all the box boxes. I, I do believe that that can last a lifetime, mm-hmm. you know? So it just depends on, I guess, how we can move through the cyclical nature or the, the seasonal nature of these containers together. Yeah. Like, we don't have to be like, well, that was a springtime in my life and now I'm moving into summer and I'm just going to let that go. Like, mm-hmm. it, it may not look that way for everyone. For some, it might. Um, and for some, it might be like the container shifts and moves and evolves and, and rises yeah. as we move through our seasons of life. Mm. Yeah, there's a few things that came to mind was if people who are going through a divorce maybe contemplated their container to die mm. before choosing divorce, yeah. possibly that could save some relationships um, or just mend what is really wanting to be reborn. 
so interesting, Isn't right? that interesting? Yeah. And then also, what what's your thought on when a container does die in a in a partnership and does that person shift um to create a new container with you and how do you know when that's an alignment Whew, that's a very yeah. good question i the only thing that i can really say is just you know self-awareness and personal mm. responsibility because yeah. You know, like, I think a lot of us lie to ourselves and we're like, no, like, that's my person. It Mm. shouldn't die. It shouldn't end. But there were a lot of red flags along the way and you knew it needed to end. Yeah. Um, So just, you know, like, really check in with yourself and and be honest because the truth is, is that if you're in a relationship where you're very much in love, but it's really not right for you and and Mm. something feels off you know, then you have to know that there is a better container waiting for you that does not look like that. Mm. Um, but I do love that that instead of the drama, mm. instead of putting it off or ignoring it or avoiding it, you know, being honest with love to start. And that way we're not all just destroying each other and then yeah. sending each other out for the next person. Like I am so deeply aligned with women and I stand for all women so I definitely don't want to be sending men back into the world completely destroyed. Yeah. Because I couldn't let go. Mm. Mm. Can we just, like, repeat that? That was so <laughs> beautifully said. Like, this is why I love you. This is why I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. I, I think that's so important. Um, and I just want to end on that. Like, like doing your, your acts of service within the relationship that's held in the container of love is essentially the capacity of where each person's at with their own love story, right? Of where they're meeting themselves. Um, so through that journey, if we're able to really understand how to love more deeply through every season, every container, um, I feel like the world would become more beautiful and the gardens would bloom even bigger and brighter i think that this is one of the most important conversations that could be had on this planet right now because we're so disconnected from the love Mm -hmm. and we're really hurting each other in the process yeah we're really sending each other out into the world like destroyed and emptied and of course it comes down to like wholeness in ourselves Mm -hmm. and, and that is our job and our responsibility but we cannot like ignore the human need for connection yeah so yes be whole be whole but also we're meant to complete each other mm-hmm. you know so if we move with love and we walk with love and we do all things with love the world does get to be a better place yeah absolutely mm. oh my god i love you I love you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't want it to end. I just want to keep going. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's just getting jolted. We just got into the into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Wow. Well, thank you for your wisdom. You're just a wellspring of knowledge, and I really appreciate you and honor you. And I just love the level of containers that you hold for women Mm. um and just your devotion to the feminine and her rising yeah thank you thank you so where can people find you what do you have going on like share (laughs) share away yeah so um on instagram i'm at tayfem f-e-m-m-e um, my website is upgradewithtaylor.com. I have a podcast. It's called the Activated Woman Podcast. And um, last but not least, in the summer, where it's not open yet, I have not announced this yet, but I'm bringing it to you first. Um, I will be opening the doors for the very first time to my leadership mastermind. And it's going to be juicy. And it's going to be leading women into a deeper level of self-leadership, leadership for the planet, leadership for the feminine and the masculine to make the world a better place. And I could not be more excited by it and honestly, very transparently, more terrified of it because of the timing of it and where my life is going and how everything just changed. Mm. And I'm in such deep trust 
that because mm. of this timing, this is going to be my most epic container yet. Oh my gosh. If you're not drooling over this, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> my nipples are so hard right now. <laughs> my nippies. My nipples are soft because it's so warm. I like blasted the heat in here. I'm like very warm. Yeah, I love that you blasted us. Blasting away. Heat. Dripping in it. Dripping in my sweat. Thank you for being on the podcast and for joining us. And, <laughs> and now we're going to go. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Next All time right. we'll talk about sex. Yeah. Sex and pussies. All right. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>